This is episode number 145. I'm Crystal Escobar, and you're listening to the Wanna Be Balanced podcast. Today, I'm going to talk a little bit about personality, personality traits, and things we call our unique gifts and talents that go along with how we would describe ourselves. And I just wanted to share a little story about my recent experience around what I'm pursuing. So I love listening to podcasts and um, over the weekend I found a new podcast that I loved and I started this for life coaching and everything that they were talking about was just in, in alignment with everything that I love. So it's just, they were speaking my language and I was just like so excited that I found them and it was just refreshing to find a new podcast. You know how that goes. I'm always bouncing around to different podcasts, authors and um, thought leaders and it's just an, an enjoyable process for me to learn from so many people who have gone before us or who have an incredible amount of knowledge when it comes to the brain and all of that. So so I was listening to this new podcast and I initially was just so inspired and felt excited and motivated. And then over time, I noticed my um, enthusiasm about all the things that I'm pursuing as a life coach began to slowly diminish and I was like okay what what's going on here so I had to take a minute to analyze all right what's happening here why am I suddenly feeling incredibly discouraged and overwhelmed and inadequate and what I realized is that I was they started sharing all these different things that they do now that is like way over my head you know like Facebook ads and analytics and all of that stuff that's so technical for me and I'm just like oh my gosh I just I don't even know where to begin and it just feels so overwhelming like I don't even know how to go about doing all of that kind of stuff I just I'm not familiar with Facebook ads or advertising at all let alone like SEO and metrics and algorithm and all of that stuff that I tried to understand when I was pursuing Instagram, but it just, it always overwhelmed me. So anyway, I think that I I realized that that was the part that started to affect me in a negative way, all because of my own thoughts had nothing to do with the podcast or the podcast host, but I was realizing that I was feeling so overwhelmed because I had jumped too far ahead into the future. And I think that sometimes that's where we find ourselves feeling extremely discouraged with whatever it is we are pursuing. We get so excited and we're taking the action steps every day. We're pursuing it. We are beginning to gain some momentum. And then suddenly we realize Uh, this next step that we have absolutely no understanding around. I always like to compare how I felt when I first started to learn the German language and how I just could not imagine that I would ever be able to learn the language. But then little by little, you just, it just starts to catch on. And I I just want to, I had to remind myself to take a step back Yes, aim for the end goal, but focus on the next step. And it's important to be aware of anytime you begin to feel those overwhelming emotions and the negative self-talk creeps in and is reminding you of all the reasons why you are not capable of this. And I, I understand that it's important to maintain focus on the small steps because that is where... That is what the brain can handle. And if it's just one small step towards the goal, 
the threat response that our brain naturally has, it goes away. So if we focus on the end game right away, you're going to trigger that fear response, the fight or flight, you know, and so that's what was happening to me. And all it takes is a little bit of awareness. And then you can catch those thoughts and beliefs in its tracks and do a pattern interrupt, interrupt that negative self-talk and you say, nope, not going to listen to you. I'm capable. I'm not going to focus on all the things that I think I should be doing and the things that I should know by now. I'm going to just take one new step, one little step each day towards my goal. And that's all I'm going to focus on. And it reminded me of my conversation with my son, Oliver, the other day. He was just saying in the car when I was driving, driving him to, to football practice. And he was just saying how, you know, I was asking him how school was. And he says, it's so easy. Ninth grade, ninth grade is going to be so hard though, because he's in eighth grade. And I, and I just was like, well, it's going to feel the same as you feel right now, because you're going to be gradually learning things. And sometimes we think too far ahead in the future. You know, imagine if a third grader was like, you know, freaking out about the fact that they're, they're going to have to learn algebra and all of this complicated math. And if they even opened up an, an algebra <laughs> math textbook, they would definitely feel overwhelmed and feel completely defeated. Like there's no way I'm ever going to learn that. That looks way too complicated. And so that's why it's important that we maintain focus on the small steps in front of us. And all these things come in time. They happen gradually, just like learning a new language. It just happened gradually. There wasn't just like this sudden transformation where I woke up one morning and then I could speak the language. It was just so gradual. It took like six months of every day hearing the language, speaking the language, and then it began to finally click in my mind. But still, Although I was understanding everything at that point, I still was very slow when I spoke and stumbled on my words. And so this experience that I had recently was just a good reminder of, oh, oh don't get so caught up on what you think you should be doing at this point. Don't compare yourself with people who are ahead of you. And that's the important thing is that comparison trap, it just always seems to creep up, right? Like as much as I know, like, oh, don't compare. The comparison is the thief of joy. It's just so hard to always stay in the space of competing with yourself and not comparing yourself with other people and thinking that you should be further along than you are. And that's where I caught myself. So, and that's what inspired this podcast episode, because then, like I said, understanding emotions and the brain and all of that has had a huge impact in my overall well-being. And that's why I've become so passionate about life coaching and helping other people because of what it's done for me, just simply understanding my brain and my emotions and why I have them and what causes them and, and diving deep into my subconscious and peeling back layers and discovering these hidden beliefs in my subconscious that I wasn't even aware that I had. From a neuroscience perspective, you realize that our brain is wired to move away from pain as a survival mechanism, like I said, with the fight or flight. And so being aware of that, knowing that, that when that happens, you don't have to be so confused by, like I was, about what does this mean? <laughs> so in the past, I used to think that the pain I'd feel when pursuing things was a sign from God that I should not be doing this. Pursuing the blogging thing and all the discouragement I felt, I always felt 
guilt because I made it mean that God was disappointed in me. Deep down in my subconscious, there was a belief that I had that mothers shouldn't be working. They should be devoting all of their time to their children. And basically, I made it mean that I was super selfish for even having the desire to pursue something outside of motherhood and hiring babysitters. I felt like I was such an awful person and a disappointment to God because I was handing over my responsibility to babysitters <laughs> a few times a week to, in order for me to take have the time to pursue the things that I wanted to do. So it's interesting when I look back on how I used to operate and that what I used to think that the pain and the the feelings of discouragement that I had, I absolutely made it mean that that was a sign from God that I shouldn't be doing it. So I was I always had so much internal conflict and, you know, I would pursue it and then I would quit and then I'd pursue it and then I'd quit. And quitting, you know, to me, I felt like, oh, I'm making the right decision. I'm doing what God wants me to do and focusing more on my kids, you know, doing homeschooling and all of that stuff. And so I always felt like, oh, yes, I'm such a good mom and God is so proud of me. And then I just get that itch again to start you know, I wanted to pursue my things and it just, I couldn't suppress it long-term. It just always kept creeping back up. Like I had the desire to do more and I couldn't contain myself really. And so I always ended up going back to what I was pursuing, but then still had to carry that guilt every time. But it's also funny uh, when I think back on the way I used to believe God spoke to me was I was really confused about certain impulses that I had. I used to think that they were promptings and I did a lot of things impulsively because I thought, oh, that's the spirit speaking to me. And that means I need to act on it right away. And later I realized how funny, how silly that is to think that I should be acting impulsively on these ideas that were fueled by less than desirable emotions. Like the time, <laughs> this is funny, one Sunday I impulsively went up to the bishop and asked him for a calling in the young women's. They, they always put me in the nursery. And for some reason, I think because I just always had a baby in the nursery. And so it worked out. But I just suddenly had this um, urge to go talk to the bishop and, you know, just let him know, hey, I'm really interested in working with the young women. And if I'm being completely honest, I can now see that that impulse was coming from jealousy of another woman in the ward. <laughs> it was like a competitive impulse. And funny side note is that a few days later, I did get a call <laughs> and, and they asked me to be the director of girls camp. And at the time I was, I had Owen. Owen was just, was still a baby. I was nursing him. And so I had to turn it down and also realizing the immense responsibility that was required to be the girls camp director I was like oh no <laughs> so yeah I got um, my wish they asked me to work with the young women but then I ended up turning it down but it's funny because I I knew deep down I think I was aware that the impulse was coming from jealousy and trying to compete with this other woman, like trying to prove my value and my worth and that I can do cool things too. And I can influence the young women. I can really help and make a difference. And so, yeah, I'm kind of embarrassed about that, but I have never actually admitted that to anyone, not even Sean. So if he listens to this, this will be new information for him. <laughs> it's funny when we look back on our past and we start to get 
really honest with ourselves, you kind of cringe a little bit (laughs) realizing how you used to operate. I was so obviously operating from my ego. I was being impulsive, not inspired. I didn't understand the difference at the time though. So a combination of radical honesty and understanding the brain is what has given me clarity. Knowledge is power and so is taking responsibility. Being honest with yourself, removed of judgment and shame, that's where the power is. And the way we remove the shame and judgment when analyzing yourself and your actions is to mentally separate yourself from your behavior. And this is also something fairly new to me. I've only discovered this whole concept about five years ago when I left the church. And, you know, now I, I understand that I am more, much, much more than my programs and my personality. We're not our behaviors. We're not our mistakes. You know, I, I had no understanding of, of this whole concept. I thought I had a lot of shame and guilt because of my behavior, my mistakes, and my personality. And I just always felt like I was lacking and I felt like I was all of those things. But I like how Gary Zukoff describes it. He says, we came here and we put on this earth suit, which is your personality. And I like how Joe Dispenza breaks it down into three phases. We have certain personality traits that we inherited, but throughout the course of our life, the personality develops even further. And there are layers beyond layers of to our personality and it all comes down to our environment and how we were influenced and raised and everything, you know, so many things that, that contribute to how our personality develops over time. And Joe Dispenza, he says that it, it starts with a mood. If we aren't aware of our mood, we do not, and we do nothing to change it, then it becomes a temperament. And over years with this temperament, it becomes solidified in your subconscious programs and therefore becomes your personality. So my big message for today is to not take your personality personally because it's not you. You are the watcher, the observer. Michael Singer is someone who taught me that I am not my thoughts. I am the watcher, the observer. I like to imagine it as the director, like a scientist. You know, you learn through the experimentation of things. You are not the rat. You are gaining the insights by watching the rats interact and how they respond to things. So our biggest fear is being judged by others. But as we practice seeing others beyond their personality, their weaknesses, and their idiosyncrasies, the more love and compassion we will have for ourselves and the less judgments we end up placing on our, on ourselves. You know, I've struggled, as many have, over the years trying to figure out how do I love myself more? I was so confused by the how. Yes, we hear all the time, just love yourself more. But how? Is there some kind of button I can push? I remember saying this to Sean. I'm like, how? He has so much confidence. He's just a very confident person. And I'm just always like, how can you be so confident? Like, teach me how. Over time, really, I've just discovered the answer naturally. And the answer is to begin practicing through other people, allowing people to make their own choices to say things that I disagree with without placing judgment on them. You know, and by doing this, I'm beginning to catch a glimpse of this, the essence of people and with the understanding that we all have an earth suit, but underneath all of that is part of me. And as I've been noticing that in other people, I'm also giving myself grace and noticing it in myself and not taking my personality personally and really 
seeing myself beyond it, seeing others beyond it. In no way have I perfected the whole self-love concept, but I've been able to catch a glimpse of how to do it. And it's just, it's about putting in the reps and practicing and, and over time it just becomes more and more clear. So I wanted to leave you with four steps when it comes to maintaining enthusiasm and motivation around the things that you're trying to pursue right now in your life. Step number one, let go of the pressure. Remind yourself that you have the choice to do something or not to do something. We got to let go of the expectations to perform. And sometimes we're trying to live up to someone else's expectations, but also we may be the one putting unnecessary expectations on ourselves. So take time to get into your subconscious and find out where the pressure is coming from. What are you believing? Step number two, focus on the next small step you can take, not where you think you should be, not too much focus on what you're aiming for. You know, you direct your focus there, but then that's not your focus. You focus on the next small step in front of you. Step number three, set intentions, ask the questions, send it out into the universe and allow it to flow into your life when the timing is right. Timing is important. I think we all have these desires of what we want in life as if we know it's part of our destiny, but sometimes we want it to come all at once. Isn't it more enjoyable to receive things little by little over time? Like I heard Esther Hicks use this analogy once. She said, it's like with all the food that we eat in a lifetime, isn't it better that we don't eat it all in one day? The food wouldn't be enjoyable if we had to eat it eat a week's worth of food in one day, it would make us sick and the delicious tasting food would actually begin to make us sick. So recognizing that receiving everything you want all at once isn't actually what you really want. Those are my three steps to continue to take those small steps each day. And as Jim Quick says, little by little, a little becomes a lot. And before I end this episode, I do want to remind you guys that my time management course is available. I have put so much energy into this course and I am just so so proud of it so excited I genuinely believe it's going to help a lot of people I've learned a lot over the years when it comes to my own time management I found myself over planning but then with time and experience I've learned how to find a pretty good balance when it comes to managing my time and being productive focused and without running myself into the ground in the process. So if you're feeling overwhelmed or even a lack of direction when it comes to what should you be pursuing, what should you be doing with your time, I'm sure you are all very busy. But when it comes to making time for the things that you really want to do and the life that you really, really deep down inside want to create, I feel like my time management course is deeper than just planning out your time. It has a lot to do with manifesting the life that you want and really being intentional about what you're trying to create, taking those small steps toward that goal without feeling overwhelmed, without the overplanning tendency and the perfectionism that I was plagued with in the past. So if you are feeling any of those things, then hit me up. I'll put the link in the description of this episode and you can even just inquire about it, schedule a free 30-minute session with me and I'll explain more and you can see if this is a good fit for you. And if not, it's totally fine. Appreciate you guys listening to my podcast and I love you. Thanks for listening to the Wannabe Balanced Podcast. 
get access to free resources available at wannabebalanced.com. If you love the show, then leave a review or share it with a friend. Until next week.